You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey. Your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all of those glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm, cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit, and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control, and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real. It's raw, it's uncensored, and it's what this dog business industry needs. Let's do this, guys. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to this fine episode of the Mind Your Own Dog Biz Podcast. Today, it's all about standing into your true entrepreneurial power as a dog trainer or a dog walker or whatever else type of pet industry pro you happen to be. And with this, truly rising to the top by starting the journey of becoming unfuck withable as a pet dog business owner. Now, you're probably thinking, what is being unfuck withable, Kristen? Like I don't understand that. Here's the thing. When you are a person that is truly at peace with yourself, the way you operate your life, the way you operate your dog biz, the way you do business, Nothing anyone says or does bothers you. That doesn't mean you're apathetic or disconnected or shit, even disassociated, but you're confident. You are truly one of those people that can say it is what it is and that's it. Things don't take up space and rent in your head for free. You're unapologetically you, living life and running your dog biz on your terms, on your rules while being a bold-ass business bitch, building your empires while fueling your bank account, mind, body, and soul. Sounds pretty damn good. Am I right? Am I right? Okay. Now, I say this is a journey. Why? Because realistically, y'all know me. Y'all know Dogba School. We are transparent as fuck. What's going to happen? You are going to get a massive dopamine hit. Well, maybe you won't. Maybe you won't. I might be wrong. During and after this episode, meaning you are going to feel motivated as fuck when the dopamine hits, and then it's going to wear off, and you're going to keep thinking about it, but it's not going to be at the forefront of your mind. Okay? So this is going to be a journey. Because the thing about dopamine, when we're presenting, we're presented for a potential of a reward, just like freaking dogs. We're like we're like complicated dogs. That's what we are. Your dopamine levels are going to rise to push you towards your reward, the goal, the checklist, whatever. But 
when you have a journey ahead of you, meaning the further away the fruits of your labor and the reward is, the more your motivation is going to, it's going to wait. It happens. You've experienced it firsthand. I've experienced it firsthand. It's harder to muster up the motivation to work on a project that you're not going to cross for a year or so because the gratification of getting things done and hitting a goal is going to be delayed. So it's a journey. Break this into micro chunks and work on it. Now, I also want to say something extremely important when it comes to becoming unfuckwithable and also being a business owner. Becoming unfuckwithable is a privilege. I'm going to say it straight out. It is a privilege. And many listeners and many pet industry pros have hurdles in the way that most of us don't. So this isn't your typical bro marketing spiel of our motivational hit where I'm going to say, yeah, go do the stuff and the things. Yeah, yeah, you got this. You got this. Just work hard. No, we got to recognize being unfuckwithable is a privilege. It is a journey. And some people aren't, don't have, don't, don't have this privilege to be able to really, really, really unapologetically be themselves and live their best life. So let's just leave that there. Now, let's get started. This is going to be a quick episode, I think. I want to keep it short and sweet because I want to get that dopamine going. I want you guys working. First thing you're going to do, becoming unfuckwithable as a dog trader or a dog walker or a pack hiker or a pet sitter, or hell, even groomers, y'all can be unfuckwithable. First thing is understand you're not for everyone and embrace that when it comes to marketing. Be your authentic self break the status quo. Give the middle finger to having the perfectly curated message and picture and look and feel. Listen, I do love a nice Instagram aesthetic. I love branding. Y'all know that. I love that shit. But if your words and your business is not authentically expressed through you, through content, the way you talk, the way you connect with people on your sales calls and your marketing and anywhere else that you show up, you're not being your authentic self. You can be a super bougie bitch that drives a Range Rover, that trains dogs, that wears Christian Louis Vuittons while she's got her customized leather leash and looks fucking amazing as hell. Have that in your marketing. You're going to attract a certain type of people to come into your marketing. You might be a barefoot Pacific Northwest hippie pack hiker, which I love. We actually have several of them in our in our school. Um that is very very close to the environment and creating awareness and change and climate change awareness through your business. And you're very, very aware of your impact as a business owner. Have that in your messaging, have that in your content, have that in your marketing. You might be meek and you've been told you have to tone it down and be quiet and you have to look a certain way to be a successful and profitable business owner, dog trainer. You know, like, hey, you can't curse. Hey, blah, 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 blah. You can't do this. You have to have this look and this feel. Your work will just show your results. Don't be too loud. Don't be too obnoxious. Don't be be, uh, uh, conceited or cocky. Embrace your true personality and understand the beauty, beauty of marketing and the science of marketing and the psychology of marketing is yes, it is to attract the ideal people you want to come into your business, those dog owners. But the other side of it, which I have a lot of fun with, I have to sometimes remind myself and check myself before I wreck myself, is to distract, dis, uh, detract people. Y'all need to do that. Don't worry about what people think of you. Unapologetically you. This is how you're going to become unfuckwithable. Now, the next step 
of your journey of becoming unfuckwithable. <laughs> I'm having fun with this, if you guys can't tell. I'm having a lot of fun. Funny story. I'm actually going to get sidetracked for a second. Do you know I tried to record this four times, and this is my next, this is like my final one. I'm like, I don't care how how I sound or what happens. If I got to make edits, I got to make edits. But because I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Y'all love me for a reason. You're listening. You're tuning in. If you love me, you hate me or whatever. But that's just my journey. And it's like, I'm not going to let perfectionism take up more space in my head and get more distracted. Okay. The next leg of your journey, becoming unfuckwithable, is to make decisions, business decisions, life decisions, personal decisions, based on where you want to be in your future versus where you're stuck now. So if you're stuck on the hamster wheel of waking up, getting coffee, potting in the dogs, feeding the dogs, working the dogs, checking email again, going to go to a private session, going to this class, checking on your employees, answering emails, going to do another session with uh, dogs, working dogs, coming home, crashing, eating, drinking a bottle of wine, e- emailing, uh, following up responses, getting out lesson plans, following up notes, then crashing out to watching something on Netflix. You can't make decisions if you want to break uh, at that spot you're at because the decisions you're making aren't going to support your future you. So I always like to say, make small decisions from your future self, meaning, okay, what do I want from my business? What do I want my business to look like? And what decisions can I make from that place now? Because if you're stuck on that hamster wheel and day in, day out, just going around circles and circles and circles, you have no future vision and that's not going to support where you want to go. If you're like, I want to build a massive empire. I want to have four dog training locations. I want to have a hundred staff. What is one decision you can make today that supports and aligns with your future you? Okay. Now, the next one is making sure, and you've heard me harp on niche all the time, okay? But this is one, have obsessive knowledge of your niche of dog owners. Obsessive, be obsessed with them. Understand what makes them tick, what makes them talk, uh, what drives them, what motivates them, what demotivates them, okay? Understand, is it just dog training? Understanding beyond just dog training what they need. Understanding how you can step in and make an impact on their life, not just through dog training, not just through pet services, but get a really bold understanding of who the fuck they are, what they're attracted to, what they're detracted to, and call them in to take action with you in a sales process. Meaning, yeah, sales are great, but if we don't ask for the sale, then we're fucked. So make sure you are asking them to take action, asking for sale. Now, actively asking them to take action. How many calls of action do you have on your website? How can people connect with you directly versus going through a whole email funnel? Like email funnels are cool, but it doesn't serve the majority of the pet industry, just FYI. Um, It keeps you kind of in that hamster wheel of operations. But you didn't hear that from me. But have conversations with them. Ask them to take action. Hold them accountable for what they want, that life they pictured. Because you are going to know it because you have obsessive fucking knowledge about what they want with their dog. Now, the next one is stop trading your time for money. Collectively, a dog biz school, if we could snap our fingers Thanos style, make one quick shift to the entire pet dog industry, it would be having you all Stop assigning value to the output of the services and the time that you create for dog owners. Meaning, 
getting rid of that 60 minute walk. Now I'm not saying don't do a 60 minute walk, but don't have that checklist. 60 minute walk with water break pictures and this and that and this and that. Scrap that completely. Start to step into a more of a value price model, value priced model, I should say. Okay, stop nickeling and diming yourself and overworking and over delivering. I'm going to talk about that in a hot second anyway. But when we assign our value to the amount of time we dedicate, and y'all dedicate so much time because you're so fucking passionate and you love dogs and you want to make an impact, you want to help owners, we nickel and dime ourselves. So with Dogma School, one thing we teach is, okay, you can have a program and it doesn't matter if it's dog training, doesn't matter if it's dog walking or pet sitting, but you can have a program that is not tied to your time and your value. All right. You following me? There's a really good quote. I'm going to pull it up super quick. So bear with me as I do this. It's from one of my favorite entrepreneurs out there. Somebody I look up to a lot. Her name's Rachel Rogers. She's a business coach actually out of North Carolina. She is the CEO of Hello7. Absolutely fantastic person. And I follow her on Instagram, listen to her podcast and uh, bought her book. It's amazing. And this is a direct quote from her book, We Should All Be Millionaires. I'll link it below. Okay, these aren't my words. These are Rachel's words. And she talks a lot about charging according to the value provide. She even mentions dog trainers in the book, which is hilarious. Using This is what Rachel says. Using value-based pricing is a more effective method of pricing that allows you to earn the true value of your work. Value-based pricing is a method of pricing that focuses on the value received by the person enjoying the fruits of your labor, whether that be your boss or your customer. With value-based pricing, you are quantifying the results of your labor rather than your labor itself. Boom. Need I say more? And before you go and raise your rates, I'm going to have a hard stop on you super quick because I know that dopamine is flowing. You're feeling good. Is if you raise your rates, it doesn't mean you need to include more services. That's one thing we see collectively a lot of people do or a lot of uh, dog trainers do. It's like raise your rates and then you add more in. Raise your rates to a fair and equitable market value for you, not what so-and-so is charging down the street. We're going to talk about that in the next one. But charge don't you don't have to add more to receive more. You are worthy to have a fair and profitable business that has a high value. Now the next one, which ties into this of uh, trading your time for money, is it's okay to be too expensive for some people. And it's okay to be with that. Because here's the thing, you deserve and it's safe for you to have a profitable business. There is this undertone and the, the 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 wave is starting to shift right now. I'm seeing this in the industry, which is amazing. It's fucking great news. It makes us so happy at dog school that you have to struggle. You have to work your ass to the bone. You have to overwork. And because you're a dog trainer, it doesn't matter what methodology you use, you have to undercharge. And I believe some of that comes from the passion that all of you have also the empathy because you want to help. You want to create a service that's going to keep dogs out of the shelter. It's going to keep uh, dogs safe, homeowners safe. It's going to prevent more heartache and heart loss and everything like that. 
but it's safe to be too expensive for some people and it's okay to be with that. You're not a dick if you're too expensive. Don't go change your rate because somebody said, oh, you're too expensive. I got to remind you, it's again, pricing is a way to filter out people that aren't going to be great clients, very similar to marketing. So it is okay. It's safe for you to charge more. It is safe for you to charge more than the person up the road that's been doing business for a while. Now, before you all come at me and say, all the newbies charging charging too much money, am I saying that uh, going to charge all this money and $20,000 dog training and whatnot or all the shitty trainers? No, you obviously have to have some uh, fucking good training skills, good people skills, and you got to be a great person. So don't twist my words on that. Um, I actually talked about it a little bit on the um, on one of my Instagram posts, but this is talking to the people that have been in the industry. You have the skills, you have the knowledge, you have the art, you have your craftsmanship. It's okay to be too expensive for some people, and it's safe to charge more. You are safe to do that. The next one is. Disrupt the the status quo for growth and expansion. Do the fucking opposite of everybody else. I mean, just do it. Like, if something doesn't set right with you, the you know the one thing that's attributed to our team's success and to our coaching success, even to our clients' success, is doing the opposite of everybody else. It's interesting. You'll see us do that. You'll see us sometimes strategically spin. So for a really long time, we were like, yeah, fuck your website. Now we're like, shit, we need websites. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there, there's strategy behind that. So do the opposite and disrupt the status quo. You don't have to sit there and moan and bitch and you know hate clients. It's okay to love the dog owner. It's okay to love the people and everything else. Disrupt the status quo and do the fucking opposite. Do the opposite. I challenge you is to make a decision from that future place like we talked about just a second today. Um, Just challenge yourself to make a decision from that future person. And also, it being completely the opposite of what you think you need to do with your dog. Okay. I want to see how that works out for you. It doesn't have to be something like huge where it's going to it's gonna like potentially really cripple you, but I want you to make a change. I want you to do something a little bit braver and in a little bit different opposite direction. Okay. And the next one and the fan favorite, because I can sit here all day talking about this. I can bring on as many experts as I want for you guys to listen to, but is we need to break the paragram in the pet dog industry, especially a dog trainer's of overworking, over-delivering, and burning out. As I said before, as I'll say after, as I sit on my high horse as a hypocrite that tends to burn herself out every fucking quarter, I'm working on it, break it. It's not worth it. If you see a friend, a peer, a colleague burning the fuck out, ask them if they need help. See what you can do. Call that shit out as healthy, unhealthy. Because listen, it is unhealthy. It's toxic. It's again, it's shifting. It's shifting a tiny bit now in the industry. There's a lot of awareness around it. But change starts with you. Okay, so break the paragraph of overworking, over delivering, being on call 24 seven and burning the fuck out. Something that I want you to leave with in the back of your mind, even with this episode, is just remember, a client's emergency, barring you know, a dog basically eating them is not your emergency. It doesn't mean you need to make yourself available 24 fucking seven. You deserve to charge more, have boundaries, 
have the right clients in and having time off where people don't bother you. And it's, it's you're not a bad person for wanting these things. You have permission to do what the fuck you want, have boundaries, and not burn yourself out. All right, y'all. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and ride that motherfucking dopamine so you can start becoming unfuckwithable as a dog trainer. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey there. Thank you for listening to another badass episode of Mind Your Own Dog Business. If you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Oh my God. Go and subscribe now so you don't miss out on any of our content-packed dog business jam sessions, plus special offers that I'm going to only be sharing with my amazing dog business entrepreneurial podcast listeners. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a five-star kick-ass review so more amazing dog business owners just like yourself can find us and start to transform and disrupt their businesses and their lives unapologetically. And if you feel so inclined, feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and holler at your girl. I'm at dogwalkercoach. You can find me, dogwalkercoach, and I'll pop up and I'll give you a special shout out. All right, guys, until next time. Bye.